It's another edition of the Bet Like Mike Show, WindDailySports.com. As you can see, I have it on the background. I finally have the background. Wind Daily Sports. Hey, uh, check, I it love all out. <laughs> check it all out, WindDailySports.com. Uh, Mike North, how are you? How are, how are things going? I feel good today. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm 0 3 last night. You went 1 and 2. So, you know, as hot as we were the last couple of weeks, it's going to happen. Regression is happen always with... around the corner. Absolutely. <laughs> you always wait for it. I mean, yesterday, you know, it's it's when you get bad teams. I mean, Seattle, uh, they sucked. The Cardinals got their brains beat in. You know, uh, um, you had the, the basketball game that didn't go your way. Yep. So, you know, it's just going to happen. I mean, uh, bottom line is we make no apologies because we don't ask for any thanks. Well, we end up going like 10 of uh, 14 like we did recently. But I'm 2-6 and six my last four days. What I like to do is tell everybody what we're doing and how we're doing. And uh, right now, we just got to get a winner today. It's a very – the board to me, John, is not that good today. I don't – It's ugly. We'll talk some basketball first. We got three topics, as we usually do. Check the banner, everybody. Uh, make sure – that uh, you go to uh, windailysports.com and follow Johnny J, Johnny Jansen, at Jansen 34 and yours truly, uh, North to North. So we're having some fun today. First thing I want to tell you is that I had the Milwaukee Bucks uh, minus the eight yesterday. Uh, they did me no favors, to be honest with you. Um, bottom line is, that they looked like they were just going through the motions to me, and they let Trey Young do whatever he wanted to. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. Uh, I know maybe you know the first game against a team that you can, you know, you have to have a feeling out process. But they've wow. watched the, they've ha- they've watched the Hawks the first two rounds. Stop Trey Young. That's it. This the Sixers learned that after the first half in Game One. Why does it take the Bucks Game One in the Eastern Conference Finals to figure out? Hey, maybe we should. Uh, use all of our resources, all of our effort on stopping that one guy. I, 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 I want to find know. out. I want to find out why Lopez and the centers and Nanta DeCupo, they're backing up as he just, they leave him a wide open spot around the free throw line to with a couple feet either way that he can do whatever he wants and just shoot that floater and they're backing up. Step up to the guy. If he gets around you, you're big enough to come back and maybe block the shot. I could not understand how the one guy you got to stop. Yep. And by the way, Trey Young's better than I ever thought he was going to be. Let me just go off the record on that. This kid's terrific. He shows up to play every game, busts his tail. Could he have lasted in the old days? Well, it ain't the old days. It's the new days. And 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 you got to give uh, them credit. And, and, and you know what? Middleton, I mean, you don't know what he's going to do every night. He's come through with some big games. The supporting cast for uh, is second only to Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast, I guess, if you're going to talk about that same state, John. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think Trey Young oh. pretty much fits the mold of the perfect NBA guard or what an NBA guard should look like in today's NBA. He wouldn't last in any other era. This guy, no. I don't, I don't even think is – like I don't think he has Seth or Steph Curry type talent, but it's just that this guy is what exactly a modern guard should be. A primary ball handler can shoot from anywhere on the floor and can get in there and use the spacing, get into the middle of the floor and get that little floater shot in. It's It works perfectly. And the Sixers were able to beat it with a lot of length and a lot of defensive effort. The Bucks have length. 
but they just let him roam around freely, and I don't get that. That's the part I, I think, don't get. Yeah, I don't understand how they got away with that or how he got away with that last night. Uh, it's a, one of those deals where you can't let him control the basketball game when you got the two-time MVP on that on that floor at yeah. home. I think it was a bad loss for them. Uh, you know, Atlanta's already done what they uh, went to do, but they're going for the jugular. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, Nate McMillan, I always liked his coaching, but there's no doubt when they fired the other coach that, you know, I remember people going, well, they didn't give him enough of a chance. No, they weren't listening to him. He had no cachet. Nate McMillan comes in, changes the rotation, changes the defense. But the thing that Nate McMillan does is ca- he has cachet. And it seems like he's put in a system where Herder and these other guys are perfect. I mean, you know, you don't know Herder less. Do I think they say take some ridiculous shots sometimes? Absolutely. But taking ridiculous shots is their forte. Right. And yeah, with, with the NBA, the way it is, if you, if you are able to make three point shots the way they can, uh, and, and you catch fire during the playoffs, then you can go, uh, you know, as, as almost as far as you can shoot. Uh, and right now the Hawks are shooting well, uh, they, and look, they didn't have to shoot too well against the Sixers because the Sixers could not shoot at all to save their lives. Uh, so that series, I think they kind of got past a little bit of the problems they had from downtown, but this game one series, uh, Trey Young was all over him. I mean, absolutely all, right. all over. Him. Let's move to Phoenix tonight. Now, I looked at the line. Uh, I know Kawhi Leonard's not playing. Phoenix Suns are minus one right now against the L.A. Clippers. Um, I'm looking at this game tonight. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I know it's a limited uh, board today. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen anymore in the NBA. It used to have a little bit more form than it does. I'm pleased to announce the ratings are up. I understand everybody was talking about COVID last year and everything else, uh, but I got to be honest. It makes it a lot better with fans in the in the stands. It really does. It makes it, it, it makes a world of difference. And and I'll also say this: I think having Phoenix in Atlanta in is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think people are dog tired of LeBron. I think they're dog tired of LeBron. I had well, no even problem. Golden State. I mean, Golden State was there for how many years? Right. You know, I think they were tired of seeing LeBron versus Golden State. And I'm glad the big there. boys lost Brooklyn. I didn't want to see them get in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good to see they're up like 38. Uh, percent People are tuning in. I think this tells Madison Street, hey, you know what? People are tired of the same old, same old. There is always to me been. I'll never forget what Don King told to me. He he was one of these guys where David. If you can get a David that can beat Goliath, that means more than almost anything else, except when he told me black versus white in boxing equals green. If he could find a great white contender against a black guy contender, it was gold, okay? And and I look at this as good for the NBA right now, that you got some new stars, a new generation. Uh, the kids seem to like these guys, Devin Booker and Trey Young. You sort of like them because they're little, and you can't dislike a little guy in a big man's game. Yeah, uh, it's it's just changed to a very guard-heavy league, and we're seeing probably a result of that with Devin Booker and Trey Young basically dominating the NBA playoffs. And we saw that a little bit last year with Damian Lillard, too, uh, in the bubble and all that. But, yeah, it's it's really exciting that we do have these young guards that are taking over the league. The way, look, Seth Curry started, uh, to me, I keep saying Seth. He started it. Steph Curry, to me, started it all. 
He's the one who made it. Yes, he changed the game. And now it's can we find something similar to Steph Curry? Now, Devin Booker's a little bit different in a way. He's a six foot five shooting guard. I think a little bit bigger, can drive into the lane, you know, with a little bit more uh, physicality than Steph can. But the thing is, it's it's a version of Steph Curry, the same way Trey Young is. He changed the game. Not absolutely. LeBron played bully ball. That's it. Not that he's taking nothing away. LeBron but had the change with the game, which is which is a fascinating evolution in itself. But yes, he never changed the game at nearly I as much. The comparison, the reason Jordan is the greatest, maybe that people have ever seen, is because I can't imagine another player coming in and winning three titles while Jordan was there. See, and that happened to LeBron. This kid changed the game. He made the three prevalent. He's made old school guys like me not that happy because there's totals sometimes that are mind boggling. Two thirty five, two twenty seven and a half. I mean, those were those were all star game numbers back in the day. <laughs> but you cannot deny, John. You cannot deny. He's the single biggest influence in basketball the last ten years. I think over I, anybody. Absolutely, I w- I would say so. He's extended the three point. I mean, the three point line itself hasn't extended, but he's extended the range of the three point line. Not just hey, you got to be right outside of it, and you know, make sure you have this good wide open shot. No, if if you're across the half court line and you're at the logo, it's an open shot. You know, and for him to change the game to where this is just a game full of spacing, uh, and, and there is uh, the floor extends all the way now to the half court line, and to yeah. see the spacing the way the NBA game is now, it is it's remarkable, and it's all because of Steph Curry to me. All right, let's move on to the NBA draft lottery. Why is everybody infatuated with this? I mean, you know what? I mean, I heard somebody say that it should be a two-hour special. I didn't watch oh, one second of it. I didn't I'm going to tell well, you something. I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, no, people are upset because the Bulls made that trade. Now they'd end up getting no first-round draft pick. The problem is I heard somebody say to me that it's five deep. I No, you don't know what a great draft is, folks. The great drafts happened in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s before this nonsense of one and done and all this other crap started permeating. Uh, I, I think the lottery should be exactly where it's at, you know, as, as, as halftime entertainment or a free game type of situation. <laughs> What's your take on that? Like the NBA draft only matters for loser franchises. And the Sixers are one of them. They really were. Like, the, like we, we threw celebrations. We threw watch parties when the Sixers were doing NBA draft lotteries. And look where, look where the Sixers ended up. We're, we're a loser franchise. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's a franchise because your guy, Daryl Morey said 26 teams would like to be in our position. Now you, you know, they, that, they, not- they, they maybe would, uh, but that's, doesn't mean the Sixers are any better for what they did or, no. or for, for all of that. No, it's look, and some of these franchises will come out of it and will become great, but, um, or some of them, there's a chance they come out of it, come out of it great. But yeah, it's it, the only reason you watch the NBA draft lottery is because your team is stunk and yeah, it's a, a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. I don't like it because uh, you know what? And the, and the draft is not even, I remember when the draft was 20 players deep. They were all four-year players. I remember that. Oh, what do you think about the 30th pick? He's a no-brainer. I mean, you know, you can't say that now about the first five guys. I mean, you know, even Fultz, your guy Fultz. I remarked on Fultz. They were predicting that this guy was unbelievable. Uh, D'Angelo, what was that kid's name? The kid that went to Brooklyn from Michigan, uh, from Michigan University. I forget his name. But all these guys, they're projects, a lot of them. 
Yes. Kate Cunningham may be good. Okay, fine. They didn't go too much. They, people picked Oklahoma State because of him, and it didn't work out. Yeah, kids, kids really good though. I love Kate Cunningham. I think he's gonna he he is a little bit of a Luka Doncic mold, which is you know obviously something worth I think considering now that looking what Luka did during the playoffs against the Clippers. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very unpredictable player pool. Like this, the Sixers this year got a really good rookie with the 21st overall pick, but it was just shot in the dark and just teams, you know, pass. It's just, oh, it's really, it's really unpredictable. Like Steph unless Curry. You have, unless you have, John, a couple of European experts, when your draft has a lot of Europeans and you have American former players or jocks on the air stating an opinion about nobody they've seen except on some tape, Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what's changed about the draft. When Luka Donich got taken, we, Nobody, who the hell's yeah. this guy? Who yeah. the hell's this guy? I remember Dirk Nowitzki. True story. Me and my buddy go to a restaurant. Dirk Nowitzki gets drafted. I tell my buddy, this is the truth. I said, there's the phone. <laughs> it's Jason. Get to the pit. Yeah, Jay- <laughs> No, that's not <laughs> that is perfect timing. I don't know who right. called, but that is that's perfect Phoebe. timing. Phoebe. Time to bring some right. water. Time, in. Time to- <laughs> bring some water in from the garage. All I'm going to tell you is, when Dirk Nowitzki got drafted, he was like 17 years old, 18. I told my buddy someday he'll be one of the top 10 players in the game. He goes, "It's a black man's game. He won't be anything." He looked. He weighed about 170 pounds or 180 pounds when he got drafted. Let me tell you something, one of the greatest players of all time. But we don't know that much about European players. I remember Tony Kukoc. We knew, we heard about him, but we didn't know how great he was going to actually be. Yeah, and, and, great, and, I think, and I think because of even college now, players opting to, to stay out of it. Like somebody like LaMelo Ball, who had an excellent season, Nobody, it was hard to predict because there were a lot that said he's a number one overall pick and some said that he's going to be a, a huge bust just because nobody saw him at a competition level that they they were, um, I guess, they knew about. Like college basketball, we know, you know, if a guy looks okay against these kind of teams, this kind of game, then we know how we can evaluate them. But little ball was in Lithuania or whatever playing basketball. Nobody knew how to evaluate that. And it turned wow. out that this guy is, is, this kid is a tremendous NBA player. I think the fact that our players aren't coached as well as the your international players and they don't get developed as early as them. I mean, when you think Doncic was a 15-year-old in the pros already, playing pro ball. I mean, we question a guy going to the G League. Should he go to school or should he go to the right. – These guys play pro when they're 15 or 16 years old. Yeah, it's weird that the NBA still still kind of like that because there are – I mean, it's it's the same thing as like soccer. Some of these kids are are pros, not at the top level, but at a some kind of pro level at the age of like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I definitely could see these kids doing that very well, soon. Well, you know, I used to be known as a guy that was really one of the tops in the game. But when you handicap and you win, you are. But when you go two and six your last four days, you uh, aren't. Well, we've all been yeah, there, folks. It's we it have. I only got one game for today. This is our pick segment, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget to follow Win Daily. Don't forget to follow Johnny. Don't forget to follow me. 
Don't forget to follow people. That's it. And you're going to get all your information. John does about 100 shows on this uh, station. <laughs> and uh, you also got all sorts of great ca- uh, uh, characters on here. You got some great cappers. So it's a great thing. So, John, I don't know how many games you have tonight. I only have one, so I'd like you to lead off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, kind of a big dog. And there's not really you know, a slam dunk play here or a great play no. on the slate. Um, all right, one unit for me tonight. Yeah, I, I just – the twins aren't good. So when I see them as a minus 180, I don't care who the pitcher is. Uh, minus 180 is a, that's a huge number. And, and look, the twins have been winning as of late. But I mean, if we're just going to, I think, you know, 31 and 40 speaks for itself more than anything. And to get that at plus 148, I'm going to take my shot here on Cleveland uh, at plus 148. Yeah, they're up to like 160. And if you played a 10 cent line, 170, because Minnesota's minus 185. Yeah, it, it is. 175 crazy. from other police here. So you're going to take, yeah, I mean, really, it takes a lot of guts, okay, to bet over 160 in anything. I mean, thank God here. Mm. Here's where you win by not making a move. Some nights you win, folks, by not betting. And when you yeah. say, I would have lost that game. That's a win for you. For instance, I'll give you a perfect example. I told John yesterday, I said, you know what? Hmm. I might take Milwaukee on the money line. They're like minus 345, right? Yesterday night, I put Milwaukee in minus the eight. I go, that's too steep. If I take the money line, I'm down another $345. I won. By not actually taking that money line. And that tells you how crippling a money line can be to somebody when it's that high. It's the NBA, folks, and it's the playoffs. These teams can play. All right, so I'm going to go with – you got the Cleveland Indians. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, on the run line, plus one and a half, minus 145. I know. It's Pittsburgh. It's Texas. My system gives me – some teams that just aren't supposed to win. But as you know, in baseball, just like John is hoping tonight, what happens with his pick, you you win 60 games at least. It's what you do with the other 42, 60 wins, 60 losses. It's not like the NFL where you can go a whole season and win only one game. I like Pittsburgh with Chad Kuhl going against Carlos Martinez. You know, Martinez, like you said about a week or two ago, John, he's not that good. Okay, so why do I feel this kid will be will become Bob Gibson today when he pitches against me? I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I'm going to take the Dodgers on the run line. It's not too much. It's minus 117. So, look, it's a little juiced up for, uh, you know, a, a team that has to win by one and a half runs. Well, has been good. He's been great. He's 7-0 this season in the ERA of 2.38. Um, but he is actually the Dodgers have covered in seven of the last eight games that he's pitched. Uh, so this guy has obviously been tremendous for them and they've given them run support. And look, I think they're going to take out all of their frustrations about losing and getting swept to the Padres on the Cubs today. Uh, Zach Davies is a perfect pitcher too, for them to just absolutely tee off on. Uh, I think the Dodgers, they got a lot of frustrations and I think Bueller pitches an outstanding game and I think they cover. So I'll take the Dodgers at the, on the run line. One and a half. Well, on the run line is minus one and a half minus minus one twenty-five, my friend. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll take that. Because yeah, you don't they've want just been doing it lately. Yep. You don't want to take the money line at minus two sixty. You know? Yeah. You oh no, yeah, no, no, you can't. That's uh, yeah, that's no. way too high and it's way too much of a risk to do. Any more? Because I only got the one game. 
Uh, I will take. Look at you. I love it. I'll take DeAndre Ayton uh, over 15 and a half again. Let me check his points, rebounds, and assists before I do that. Because if I can get it at at least a pretty good price for the points, rebounds, and assists, I'll what take it. What do you have? Yeah, 38, 39 total? 40? It's, 20, it's 26 and a half again, minus 139. Wow. I'll, I'll take that. I, it, that's exactly where it was for the past two games, and he hits, he hit the over easily. So I'll take DeAndre Ayton over 26 and a half. They have nobody the, that can stop. And the points, assists, and rebounds. Yep, for eight. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. You got our picks. <laughs> Tread carefully. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>